Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You've seen a young team come up like a Devin Booker and stuff like what were his struggles like early on in his career? Because like Stoney said, right now, Cade's shooting at a high volume, but he's not scoring at a high volume like he should with putting up, you know, 25 shots a game. What was Devin Booker's rise to becoming where he is today? Because I, I feel like Cade necessarily isn't the shooter that Booker is, but I think he could be that type of player and get that type of stardom. Yeah, no, that's actually a great question, and I think that there is a potential track there for Cade to follow uh, what Book's been doing through his career. The first thing I'm going to say to answer what you know, how he made uh, the steps he made was the, just the the work ethic. It was clear when he got into the league as an 18 year old, this kid was going to work his butt off. Uh, I think Melvin Booker, his dad, who played in the league for a little bit, but mostly in Europe, uh, was a star at Missouri. Uh, you know, Melvin has been instrumental in Devin's growth as a player and in that work ethic and, and that commitment. Um, and then, you know, just the fact that you, you start getting some players that are veterans around you. Uh, I think the first guy that m- helped kind of book make a significant impact with growth seemed to in my eyes to be Ricky Rubio. And when they went to the bubble and Ricky was the point guard uh, and, and Devin was just the, taking another step kind of towards stardom in that eight-game stretch, uh, Ricky was a big part of that. Then Ricky leaves and Chris Paul comes. And boy, did Book go to school with Chris Paul. And watching him, watching him operate, everything that he did uh, to manipulate the game and all that stuff. And you can see that starting to feed into Book's game as well. So it's a combination of the work ethic that he already had inside of him and then the student of the game that he is. Now, you mentioned Kate Cunningham and the shooting. I think the efficiency with Booker is one of his biggest weapons. I mean, when he puts up these big numbers, they're not on 30 shots. You know, he's, he's getting these numbers uh, efficiently, and I think it's even going to take another jump this year. That's probably going to be where he improves the most this year is I think the numbers as far as his shooting percentages from field goal percentage and three-point percentage are going to go up and maybe even significantly up. We've only seen two games so far. 32 in the opener against the Warriors and 31 last night, almost his first career triple-double. He had 13 assists as well. I think he's a man on a mission, and I would not be surprised if Devin Booker is the MVP of the NBA this year. I I seriously would not. I know that's maybe far-fetched and and a little biased here as the voice of the sun saying that, but I've watched this dude every year, and and it's going to make it even harder for Cade to follow in his footsteps if that happens because, again, every year he's gotten better. And you talk to anyone who's watched him, and that's the case. It's hard to say for a guy going into year nine. 
Yeah, well, you got to love it when a guy wears the, uh, the the hat with the old English D on it. You got to love uh, D Book representing yes. the people here. He loves his roots, I and he never shies away from it. And that's another thing that just makes him so relatable, Stoney. And it's not just like the Michigan roots are great because I know that you guys, you know, respect that and appreciate it. Even when he's playing in like a different city and he's still rocking like a Red Wings beanie, mm-hmm. it's cool as hell. But uh, then there's the Chicano roots because he has a, a Mexican grandfather and he has completely embraced that side of his family that he didn't really know a lot about before he moved here to Phoenix. And you can imagine with the Mexican mm-hmm. community here that that has just further ingratiated him within this fan base. I mean, the guy is the king here and he deserves it. All right, Bloomer, thanks a lot. We appreciate it and uh, have fun and hopefully I'll see you on, on Sunday when maybe the Pistons can pull off that upset. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I know the Suns are hoping that they can get get things righted right now. But, uh, hey, any listeners to this great podcast, if you're in the house at Little Caesars, come on down if they let you down courtside. I think they still let us down courtside. It's one of the few gyms in the league that we still broadcast. Yeah, you. I, know, I, I noticed that you even at home you're not courtside, are you? Right. No, there's only three left, I think. I think it's Detroit, Toronto, and Chicago. Uh, the only ones that have the radio in the, in the entire league uh, on the court. And I don't mind it, to be honest, where they put us a lot of places, including at home, because we got a really good view when you're elevated kind of midway up in the lower bowl. Yeah, That's great. Some of the places were up pretty high in the corners and stuff like that. That can get hard, but uh, Detroit's still a great place to visit for so many reasons for me, and I'm excited to come back and hope to see you guys uh, on Sunday. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.